Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex and, and the Hidden Agenda. Hey everyone, welcome back to our show, Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda. Uh, this is Satya, and I wanted to just, um, I, I was just thinking about our last episode and Amalia and I were talking about um, how she had this Kundalini awakening, so to speak. And, um, and Amalia, you were saying that you went through um, this, this huge awakening where you began to see sexual energy everywhere and in everyone. And you were in your apartment complex and you knew, and you could see people, you know, who was having sex and which, which apartment and, and, uh, and, and you were just blown open. And, and I was, I was remembering this story and I was thinking, is this the guy? So this began with that, the, this guy that you were with who touched you. Right. And, and it just sent you into this 24 orgasm, 24 hour orgasm. Was that, was that the guy? Was that how this started? I'm. <laughs> oh yeah. I left that part out last time. <laughs> and you had to like, yeah, let's go back to the orgasm. Yeah. yeah. After and the show, I was thinking, wait. Same, it was the same guy. It was not the same event. So um, the first time that we, it wasn't the first time we had sex, but it was like, yeah, really early in on, in our relationship. Um, you know, he was doing these sort of tantric exercises with me. I mean, I didn't really know what was happening. I didn't understand what Kundalini or Tantra was at the time. I was just really enjoying how slow and conscious he was. And whenever he touched me, I felt, I would say his hands were like, butter I just felt like they would melt and go through my skin and inside of me like if he had his mm. hand on my stomach I felt like it was inside it was so weird um but it my was goodness. like this feeling of touching me deeply with with just breath and presence really I mean it it wasn't it wasn't a wild sexual experience at all in fact I don't even know if we had sex I just remember mm -hmm this very loving, very kind of other, otherworldly sort of tranced out intimacy. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I was, was it, was it, did it feel erotic or did it feel yeah, there was more like blissful or? Uh, there was definitely some eroticism in it, but so one of the things was like, he would, we, our sexuality, like our, our, um, energy didn't totally match sexually. Like I'm from San Francisco. Um, you know, I had this wild liberated sex life. He's born and raised in India and then had been living in the U S for like 11 years, but you know, he didn't have 
so many partners as I had had, but we just, we had a very different approach to our sexuality. Um, and he was sort of telling me that I just needed to receive. And it was great because I, I was at a place in my life. My, my father had just died. My teacher had just died and I just kind of needed to be held. So I wasn't interested in being sexual with him, but there was some like sexual undertones there. And it was just something, and it was an experience I'd never had before because it wasn't the typical guy I would normally date. Um, it wasn't a typical experience whatsoever. It was very meditative and slow. And I don't even remember if my clothes were on or off, honestly, because what happened was mm. he was, it was hours long of just deep breathing and holding each other and just kind of going on this journey. Wow. And then I remember when I, when I was feeling what normally is like a right, like an orgasmic state coming, it would come in waves and he wouldn't let me have an orgasm. Like I was used to having, you know, it wasn't mm -hmm. just like the rise of the orgasm and then it's over, which is sort of what my body was kind of wired for, right? It was right. looking for that release. And he would mm -hmm. be like, no, 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 <laughs> just hmm. breathe, breathe deeper. And so he was guiding me to like, not be, uh, to not chase the orgasm, but to allow the orgasm to kind of come to me. It was just a really different way of breathing and being with surrendering into this energy. So because it wasn't very sexual, like, I don't even think we were in the act of sex at all. I think he was just like massaging me. Mm -hmm. I, um, these waves were, were moving and moving. And then I kind of found myself riding this orgasm that just kept going and going and going and going. Oh my goodness. And then I was like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like, okay, like what, just like, let me peek and be over. It. And he's like, no, just let it, let it run. And so by then my whole body is like flopping around and he's not even touching me at this point. He's just like giving me space and letting my body sort of, um, I guess I was like absorbing or, or riding this energy wave. And I was like, what's happening to me? Like, this is beyond any orgasm I've had, you know, like oh my goodness, what's, what's going on? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I have, I have like chills all over my body. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want that now. Like, oh, this is so funny though, because I couldn't sleep. Like I, I was writing that whole thing all night long. And in the morning I had to be at this um, contract job. I had a client um, downtown and I was riding my bike because I didn't want to drive. So I jump on my bike in the morning and I'm writing and you know, leaving him. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm still having this orgasm. Like, this is crazy. I'm like on a bike. There's something between my legs. like, it was crazy. And I felt like every car that passed me was like looking at me. Like, you know, those days when you think everyone's looking at you. Like, <laughs> yes. I, like if, like if you feel really good or you're falling in yeah. love and you just feel like everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, everyone sees me. Like I'm not invisible and everybody's wants whatever I have right now. Mm -hmm. And then I went to work and I worked in this, um, 
I was helping to uh, a build out of this big warehouse and a new startup tech company thing. So I was actually managing construction workers, right? Great place to go. <laughs> so I go, oh no. <laughs> I come into the office and everyone, it was like, mosquitoes to the light man they were all everyone was flirting with me they never flirted with me before they were all professional before and this day was different like everybody wanted to talk to me and they wouldn't go away from me and I wouldn't at one point I locked myself in the bathroom and I was just breathing and I called my partner up and I was like what did you do to me like I'm still having that orgasm and it won't stop. And he laughed and he was like, just enjoy oh. it. Just enjoy it. I'm like, you did what? something to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just enjoy it. It's just pure Kundalini. And I was like, I need this to come down. Like, I think this is dangerous. <laughs> Somebody's oh. going to like attack me. Um, and then wow. you know, it lasted probably 24 hours. But on, on the way home, I, uh, I called one of my girlfriends and I was just like, you're not going to believe this. And she could hear in my voice that I was still in an orgasmic state and she was so excited on the phone and I was just like you have to have you have to let him do it to you like I had no (laughs) I wanted to like kind of hire him out (laughs) Uh, yeah I was like you have to experience this there's nothing like it and and then you know we weren't we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend we were just dating so I didn't have any attachment to him I wasn't I didn't think I'm in love with him or anything Mm -hmm. like that um so I had told like three of my girlfriends, oh my God, you have to meet this guy and let him do this thing to you. I don't know what he did, but. Whoa. Still and did they? No, I, it, I <sighs> ended up being more jealous than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was so funny. I totally thought that like, yeah, he, you need this, you need this. But then the more I got of it, I was like, okay, you shouldn't do this to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I want this for myself. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you think that there's people, I mean, I suppose we've all had a, not that experience, obviously, but we do know most of us, I think if we're, if we open our minds, like where there's been times where we've been falling in love with somebody or we feel particularly attractive. And then you can feel it when you're walking around that other people kind of see that about how good you're yeah, feeling. Oh. Yeah. People just, and, um, know, right. They come to work. Yeah. Like, oh, you got laid last night. That's all. Right. <laughs> but to be at that level. So, I mean, this goes to show that their energy is a thing. It's real. People do pick up on things without there being any, you know, other information. And, and so the, the fact that you had this kind of experience to the degree you had it, is more than possible and actually happens. And what I'm thinking is, are there people, I'm wondering, are there people maybe who've had this and who don't know how to manage it and are actually living in that state all the time and maybe doing dangerous things all the time or or maybe negative things with it and they have no idea but their kundalini was blown open at some point. I mean, whether it was they were abused as a kid or, or something happened to them as an adult, whatever. I just, I, I don't know. This is just, you don't really have to answer that, but I'm just kind of posing, the, just philosophizing like what. No, it's interesting. And I do want to share something that happened right after that. One of my girlfriends was having um, 
a breakup with her boyfriend and she wanted to talk to me, but here I was like locked up with my new boyfriend. Now it was like maybe a, <laughs> a few weeks after that experience and we hadn't left the house, you know, it was like, like I need to, well, you couldn't function. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to ride a bicycle. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my girlfriend was like all sad and miserable. And she's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, you can come over, but someone's here like this guy. And I'm like, but just come over anyway. Cause I couldn't really like mm-hmm. send him away to talk to her. But I thought, you know what, maybe, you know, he's such a healer. Maybe the two of us can. And I was in such a bliss state. I didn't really want him to go far away. It was kind of like an energizer <laughs> or something. So anyway, she came in and, um, she sat with us um, on our bed where we had had multiple sessions like that, where I was Mm. running and he was running. Oh, I couldn't even handle his orgasm, by the way. I didn't, we'll come back to that. Okay. I shall make a note. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, we had had these like crazy experiences, sexually, Kundalini, whatever. And then she came into the room. Now it's the middle of the afternoon. And, um, I had, there was someone else living in the apartment. So our privacy was there. And I said, she was crying and stuff. And so I asked, um, you know, my partner to come sit with us and we got on the bed and I said, let's meditate. I just want to meditate because by then we were meditating so much. It wasn't, here's the thing. It wasn't sexual. There was no like penetration. I couldn't even handle that. It was just the energy of our bodies and our breath. And so a lot of it was just very, most of it was like meditative. So anyway, Mm -hmm. I asked my friend to sit with us and meditate and um, let's just breathe through it. And I was kind of guiding her and I said, listen, you know, how are you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. Just take some breaths. And, and then we sat in silence for a while. And um, all of a sudden she starts going into that whole wave. She's her body's undulating. She's shaking. She looks like she's having an orgasm while sitting up and no way. Yeah. She's like completely her Her head drops back and her spine is undulating. Like, like a kind of snake, like fish, like movement where it's, mm-hmm. it's rocking back and forth and her, her eyes are rolled back in her head. And I was like, okay, like that's what I do when he oh. does this thing to me, but nobody's mm-hmm. touching her and she's just breathing with us, but she's doing what we've been doing all day, but we're not doing it now. Cause we're all grounded out. Cause she's there. Right. And then we stop, you know, it ends. And I said, um, Hey, has, has that ever happened to you before? Have you ever, do you normally do that when you meditate? And she's like, no, what the hell was that? And I said, "Uh, you just had a Kundalini awakening. And she was like, what? That was amazing. I feel great now. I'm going to go home and break up with my boyfriend. She had all the answers. (gasps) Oh, wow. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to break up with this guy and I'm going to move in with this other guy. I'm like, no, maybe you shouldn't move it. You shouldn't make any big choices right now. She's like, no, Mm -hmm. that's it. I'm done. I got it. And so I started studying, like, what the heck is going on? Because the, whatever this kundalini is, <laughs> it's really, mm. really, really powerful. Right. And um, it, it took me on many, many years of, of studying and meditating and exploring. And I then watched it happen to quite a number of people. And the thing is, is that when that, when that energy opens up and you haven't prepped your body and you don't have a strong grounding cord and you don't know how to ground it out, it, it can be extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, so with, with that girlfriend, it wasn't, 
she didn't have the same ride that me and my partner had like her, you know, she, she had been practicing Qigong for a long time. So I knew she Hmm. like a lot of her gateways were open, but her experience after that kind of slid into, you know, she did break up with the guy she got with the other guy, but she was like, her sexual energy was, was out of control a little bit. Like Mm. she was, um, you know, yeah, but it just wasn't grounded. It wasn't stable. And then she ended up becoming a little bit manic and ended up getting medicated to like control the manic energy. And this went on for a few years. She, she was dysfunctional for about a year. And now many years later, I mean, this was, I don't know, like 2003. So, um, she's amazing. Like, Oh my God, what a shaman, what a strong, powerful medicine woman (laughs) that woman is, but she has been through hell taming that energy. Um, and now she, like anyone who knows her, knows her as just like uh, incredible. Like she has been through it and came out the other side and um, wow. Now she has a very strong marriage. She just, you know, had her first baby. Um, but she's super successful financially, but she was incapacitated for almost two years, two, two or three years after that awakening. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. People can, what, what happens when they're not grounded enough or they don't have enough um spiritual practice or something to to cope with that i bet there's people walking around all over the place like that yeah and i think it goes undiagnosed or ununderstood and um and then people end up you know getting medicated yeah or just acting out in really maybe ways that aren't healthy mm. at all mhm yeah. So like she, she got very sexually explorative, you know, and I think that that happens um, to people like when the energy moves through the, the second chakra and um, you just want to have sex. I mean, you're just sort of like hungry, like what is going on? I'm on fire. You know? mm-hmm. like, just like, like a cat in heat is mm-hmm. what it is really literally feels like you're a cat. That makes sense. And, and the energy is moving. So if you don't know how to transmute that, if you don't know how to run it and like cycle it and turn it back into the earth or move it into your creativity or into, um, a channel of like a pure intentional channel, then it will get blocked up and distort and maybe confuse the people around you. You might end up going down a really weird road that you wouldn't do if you had not activated that energy mm-hmm. so that's why it's important to have a guide and to understand it and um like do the practices the practices are essential absolutely yeah because I'm, I'm feeling like yeah so wait what were you gonna say about his orgasm yeah I yeah, you're gonna come <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting I mean it was scary terrifying oh my gosh really why for me, it was because I had never been with a man who had like an explosive orgasm. First of all, he didn't like having orgasms. So he wouldn't 
I couldn't run the same program I had been programmed, which was to please the man. That was my program sexually. Like I needed my man to feel so taken care of and so like completed, you know, that was just my, my eyes are like saucers right now. I'm, I'm thinking what? Wow. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. I I mean, I just wanted to be a good lover, you know, and like really take care of the guy and he wouldn't allow it. He was like, no, I don't need, I don't need to, um, like, I don't need to have an orgasm. And I was just like, Oh, well, thank God. Like, but I don't know what to do because I'm just so used to needing to please the man to even think I'm going to get pleased. Like that was just, that's how most women are. are Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. So I, his whole thing was like, no, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I almost couldn't believe it. But then I was like, well, I better take him up on this, you know? So mm-hmm. I, then I thought maybe he's impotent. Like maybe, maybe like he just can't, you know, keep right. up with me. And so that's why he's focusing on me so much. But then I realized, oh, he's kind of just like me. He just wants, we're, we're both two people pleasers, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> coming together. So anyway, because of my past relationship, which I'm not going to talk about, but it was completely not about me. Um, I was like, and I was really hurt by that. So I was like, okay, let me just receive. I mean, obviously this is a gift from God and I was asking for this and he's Mm -hmm. giving it. So, but anyway, he finally let me kind of take him over the edge. Um, and he was trusting me, right. Mm -hmm. To, to have that orgasmic experience with me. And, um, but when he had his orgasm, like, because he had waited so long, I mean, weeks, he hadn't had an orgasm for weeks compared to like, how many I had been having, like my 24 hour experiences, he was just like, not going there. And then, um, well, he would never ejaculate, he would breathe with me, but he was never like, he he never ejaculated. And then Hmm. (laughs) the one time that he did, it was, it was terrifying. It was like, having sex with a wild bull <laughs> I don't know but it oh, was wow it was like <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this he's probably listening to this <laughs> um <laughs> it was so um he was shaking and screaming and oh know, wow he was moving through his his whole body was shaking it was like yeah, like flying, like I'd never seen a man let go. And at the end, after screaming his head off, which was kind of uh-huh. embarrassing. Mind you, we lived in an apartment complex. I was like, uh-huh. okay, that's a bit uh-huh. loud. <laughs> <laughs> like loud, you know, and he's a six foot three dude. He's not small and he has a really incredible voice. So it was loud. And I was like, okay, they're going to think, I don't know what, but okay. Like, thank God it's San Francisco. And, um, <laughs> right. Like what other city can he get away with that shit? But right. he, he's screaming. And then at the end, he's like fully crying. And, and like, and I had never been with a man that blasted that open and was that vulnerable. And it was so terrifying for me. Oh, wow. I was like, I don't think I can have sex with you again. Or, mm-hmm. I, him that. I said, if that is sex with you, I think once a year is good for me. 
Like I can't handle it. It's too much energy and it's completely terrifying. And basically right after that, I, I told him I'm going to be, I heard from my spirit guides because I was just blown open to the heavens. I was conversing with a whole pantheon of energies on the other side and they were telling me that I needed to like heal my womb and that I in order to do that I needed to not not have sex and I needed to to really take time out and just meditate and allow this energy to circulate this energy that had gotten activated I needed to let that heal me and so I told him and he totally understood and agreed he's like that's great and I said well you're probably gonna you know want to break up with me because I'm not gonna have sex for a year so I would never expect you you know, I'd never done that before. And I was just 30. And he was like, I don't know, he must have been like 36 or 37. I was like, you're not, you know, I don't expect you to like, wait for me. So go do your thing. And he's like, no, of course, I'm not gonna go anywhere. Like, you're, you're still gonna need massage and hugs and someone to cook for you. I was like, okay, I've never (laughs) had what? So, um, He's like, I don't have a problem with you not needing it. I'm fine. And he stayed with me. Oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. And it ended one year was five years of no sex. I never had sex with him again. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you must have really experienced so much energy in that period of time. It probably was five years worth. It was. I thought it was going to be one year worth, but it was five. I mean, the idea is amazing, right? <laughs> but I, I, I the mean, reality is something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, in, in, an, in an awakening like that, so to speak. Um, well, yeah, that's the word. So what, you know, how we were talking in the last episode about the, um, the energies, um, let's just say the dark side energies that are lurking that you were referring to as parasites that you could see that these things, I wonder how, at what point would they respond or be called toward a human having an awakening of that kind, which is what I was yeah. earlier when you were talking about the need for being grounded or having some kind of practice to be able to contain this kind of energy because I'm, I'm just thinking that this this darkness would be so maybe attracted to that or wanting to manipulate that in some way and henceforth like you know people walking around who maybe quote are um, you know you know in a sexual addiction or um, maybe even in, involved in incest or something, and just so to the point where they don't their their Kundalini has opened, but they they're being influenced in some kind of way. Am I making sense? Totally making sense. And I think you know the way I would explain that is when when your Kundalini lights up like that, yeah, you're you're piercing through time and space and a whole host of other dimensional um, energies see you like you wake up to a different reality. And in doing that, um, there's a lot of 
entities or energies that um, that feed off the Kundalini, like that that parasite I was discussing. Um, mm-hmm. And it just wants to like eat it up and gobble it up or control it because if they can control it, then they can keep the rule. The parasite can keep um, control over this, um, this dimension that we're in, you know, that movie wrinkle in time. I just saw it recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, the it in the movie is exactly what the parasite looked like to me. And when I saw that movie, um, it was just like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was so excited because somebody had, you know, graphically showed like the way it um, enters the little boy who's completely innocent. That little boy is completely awake. He understands multidimensional mm-hmm. reality. He's moving through wormholes all of that. And then he gets so far in and he goes into a realm where there's duality, where, where darkness lives. Mm -hmm. And then he gets um, consumed by it. And then his ego, he wants the power and his ego latches on. And then it's really hard to unlatch him. And it's only through the pure love of his sister and her dedication to rescue him from that. That's exactly what it's like that, that movie as cheesy as some of the like CG is and all of that, it is mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey being all huge. That was hysterical. But that movie shows exactly um, what I'm talking about. Like what, what we're really, it's more reality than what we are seeing in our you know, everyday eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you think about that kind of awakening just affecting other people and people are so in, you know, the third dimension, not even understanding what they're feeling from another person half the time. So I I can imagine that other realms would just be magnets to it. And I, I'm just trying to imagine a, a, a world where people you know, like you were, you were describing it as this blissful thing, this beautiful thing, but also erotic. And then when did, like, was there a time maybe thousands of years ago where we knew how to have this experience and and we were just really free and maybe there wasn't this, this eating thing or some kind of dark side coming in to to turn it or twist it or tell us somehow it's wrong or bad or attaching other lower types of feelings for lack of a better word to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about that. I think that's the, a great topic for our, our next episode because I think we're out of time. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you for listening. And um, I hope you'll join us in our next episode where we're going to talk about what are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We go, in, we go on the fly. <laughs> we live in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about, no, we're going to talk about what was it like before the parasite got here or what would it be like if the parasite wasn't here and how we might be able to return to that. So I'm excited to talk about that with you further, Satya. Thank you for joining us today and we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Bye for now. See you next time. Bye.
Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bargo Day.